Hello, this is Gavin, and it's been, gosh, it's been a while since I've done some podcasts. I've just been phenomenally busy. Um, I've got a little bit of time coming up in about a month's time, so I'll be producing some more podcasts. I'm currently working on one around something called the generational gap. But I've got a few hours to spare in a hotel in Sheffield, and I thought, I know what I'll do. I will uh, put out an extract from my recent happiness app. So the first three audios of the happiness app, the app itself has 11 audios, which looks at how you can control the way you feel beneath your iceberg. If you want to get the app, then just go to iTunes Store or Google Play and search um, Think Happiness, or go to the website www.thinktd.co.uk, and on the podcast there'll be a link to the happiness app. Until next time, take care. See ya. Hello, this is Gavin from Think Training, and welcome to the Happiness app. Now, I've worked with thousands of people around the world, and the number one goal of everyone I've ever worked with is to be happy. Which is interesting, because happiness is just a state of mind. It's a thought or a feeling. So in theory, you can be happy anytime you want to. The problem is things get in the way. You see, we have this magnificent brain, but I didn't get any instructions. Did you? We usually just got help from our friends and our family. We got stuff wired in, which is really helpful, and stuff wired in, which is, to be honest, not particularly helpful. So the purpose of this app is to give you some instructions and also to enable you to measure your happiness. Just like any fitness program, if you wanted to get fit, you would set up a program and you'd run it and you'd measure your success against some graphs and some charts. Exactly the same principle applies here. If you focus on your happiness, guess what? You'll become happy. The app is in three parts. Part one are some audio guidance on how the head works how to make it positive and happy. Now, these are done in a particular order, but feel free to dip into any particular section that takes your fancy. Part two is where you get to score your happiness for each day. And the scoring ratings are between one and ten. One being one of those dreadful days where everything goes wrong, and ten being one of those unbelievable days where everything goes right. Anything above five would be a positive day. Five and below would suggest a negative day. And this is based on your own perception. You can also submit your score to your Facebook page so you can let your friends know how unbelievably sad you are today or how unbelievably fantastic your day has gone. Part three are your charts. This is where you can view your progress on your happiness. You can see it on a weekly, monthly or yearly basis. On top of that, you can also compare your score to the rest of the people taking part in the Happiness app. If you click the Information tab, you'll find a link for the homepage website for the Happiness app. This is where you'll see the Happiness Index in all its glory. From this page, are we blogging on happiness and sending out new audio updates? That's the instruction bit. Hopefully straightforward, simple and easy to use. Until next time, good luck and take care. See ya. So I'm going to tell you a story about a chap called Brian. Before I do that, I need to ask you a couple of questions. Uh, Question one is, have you ever had one of those days where everything goes wrong? Uh, Just a bad old baddie bad day. Cool. And have you ever had one of those days where 
you literally couldn't do any wrong. You are Captain Sex. You are just a Jedi Knight. You're Luke Skywalker or Princess Leia. Good. So we, we've got two extremes here. We've got the really bad days, and we'll class those as 0 out of 10 days. And we've got the really cool days, and we'll class those as 10 out of 10 days. And the question is, how the hell does one day become really bad and one day become really good? And I guess that's the point of the story, to get you to understand what happens to most of us. Now, Brian is a salesperson, so when I tell you a story, he's selling some stuff. Um, Don't worry if uh, your name, first of all, isn't Brian, or you're not a salesperson, because this is just a story. You can apply it to any part um, of your life or your career. It's a story. Brian wakes up in a fantastic mood, one of those days where you think, oh, if only the world was always like that. He is 10 out of 10 for sure. The sun is screaming through the window, the wind's lightly playing with the cream-coloured curtains, and he can smell the coffee coming up from downstairs as his drop-dead gorgeous partner makes him breakfast, and he thinks of last night, and last night he was Captain Sex. Grrr. He jumps out of bed, and off he goes to the bathroom, and he steps in something warm, and moist, and it doesn't feel like a good thing. He looks down, and the smell hits his nose, and he thinks, oh my god, the damn puppy. So a quick hop to the shower, and he's still feeling okay, 9 out of 10. Uh, The puppy took him down a bit, but today's the day of all days. He's going to see the big client, and this is it, the client who's going to give him the big investment, which is finally going to help him hit his target and put him top of the league tables, and at last his boss is going to appreciate how brilliant Brian is. He bounces downstairs, gives his partner a big kiss and a hug, and a mmm, and off he goes to work to see the big client. What a beautiful day this is. Radio Pants FM are playing his favourite song from the 80s, and it's bringing back all kind of memories, and suddenly he's back there, being 17 again, having the teenage summer of all summers, the one where he got outside top with Liz Dawkins in the Monaco cinema watching Porky's 2. What a time that was. Pulls up outside the client's house. Gets out of the car, walks down the drive with a confident swagger, knocks on the door like an FBI agent. Rat tat 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 tat. The client opens the door, and before the client says anything, Brian knows something's wrong. The body language doesn't look right. Nine, eight, seven, six. The client speaks. Uh, Brian. Ah, ooh, ooh, slightly awkward. Um, Oh, sorry to mess you around, but the big investment we were going to do, we went to the boat show yesterday and we bought a rather large boat. I know it's a foolish thing to do, but apparently you only live once. Brian trudges back to the office and the boss is waiting, all smiles and teeth. And Brian tells him the news. And now the boss seems to forget everything he'd ever learned on any training course he'd ever been on and tells Brian exactly what he thinks of him. The day just goes from bad to worse. Everything he touches turns to poo. In the end, he just gives up and decides to go home. Off he goes, sees his gorgeous wife and decides to throw his 2 out of 10 experience all over it. He wakes the next morning on the couch with a sore head and thinks back to yesterday. God, how things have changed. Yesterday he was Captain Sex. Today he's a complete loser. He gets his suit on, gets himself to work and off he goes to see the first client. Now, this client has no idea why they decided not to buy from Brian. There was just something about him that just made them feel a bit, I don't know, just a bit flat. Brian just thought the clients were stupid. The day goes on and Brian's mood lifts to a 4 out of 10. 
probably caused by the flirtatious way the lady at the burger bar asked if he'd like to go large. Somewhere deep inside him, he felt he was 17 again. As he's driving along, the phone rings. It's the client from yesterday. Uh, Brian, uh, oh, listen, I'm sorry to mess you around. That boat idea thing, we've both come to our senses. We think it's a silly idea. I've been to your office and I've paid the check-in this morning. Boom! Back to a 10 out of 10. And the daddy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Back at the office, the boss gives Brian an enormous hug and Brian could swear that he could see tears in his eyes. The guy must have been under severe pressure from his boss. The team give Brian a big round of applause. They've hit their targets. It's time for a good weekend. Job well done. Brian goes home. Big apology. Bunch of flowers to the missus. And they enjoy their celebrations until the wee hours of the morning. So that's two days in the life of Brian. Reasonably extreme, I know. If you work in sales, you would be familiar with some of these highs and lows. If you don't work in sales, then you're still familiar, I guess, with good times and bad times during your day. Now, quick question for you. Who controls the way you feel or the way you think? Now, most people, when I'm training them, will go, well, I do. And then I go, well, if that's true, why aren't you happy all the time? And they go, oh, I don't know. See, if you're like Brian and you have one of those Luke Skywalker days, those 10 out of 10 days, then everything's brilliant. Everything's really easy. You can do so much. And then suddenly something happens and it goes to a bad day and you can't do anything. Can you imagine what you could do if you could control the way you feel or think? Because if you're like Brian, which is most people I know, then your day is completely controlled by what happens around you. Now the following chapters are a simple guide on how to take control of the way you think and feel, and for you to decide whether you have a good day, not the environment around you. And the good news is that whilst there's a great degree of research and science and experience behind these ideas, they are very simple to apply. We all got magnificent brains, we just didn't get any instructions. So if you're feeling um, pretty flat in the day, maybe feeling a 6 out of 10 or 5 out of 10, or you were feeling great, but something in the environment has made you plummet, so let's say you're an 8 out of 10, you've dropped to a 4 for some reason, then it's probably just a signal that your environment around you is killing you, and you need to activate the environment. Um, now, when I talk about activating the environment, I mean to do something quite different to what you've been doing before. So, to tell you what I used to do, and I still do now, um, I used to sell to doctors many years ago, and uh, when I was outside a doctor's surgery, uh, waiting for the patients to go so the salespeople could come in and do their business, um, I used to prepare all my paperwork and my stuff like that. And then I used to sit there, especially on a summer's day with the window open, and moo like a cow. So I used to go, moo. <laughs> and that used to make me laugh. And if you laugh, you can't help but change your state of mind. Your mind and your body are completely connected. Just the fact that you're laughing uh, makes you move up a scale or at least halt the sliding scale if you're going downwards. Now, just to give you further evidence on this mind and body 
kind of thing. Um, some psychologists uh, did some research where they got um, two groups of people to watch a comedy film. And one group had to watch it with a pencil between their lips, which made their, their mouth slightly downturned. And the other group had to watch the film with the pencil between their teeth, which meant that they had to be smiling. If you try to put a pencil between your teeth and it kind of makes you go into a smiley face. They then got the groups afterwards to rate how funny the film was. And interestingly, the people who had the pencil between their teeth, so who had the smile on their face, rated the film a lot funnier than those people who had the pencil between their lips. So just the act of smiling itself makes you happy. Uh, the reason why I moo like a cow is it makes me smile automatically. Uh, but if you want to moo like a cow, then bark like a dog or just start the day by putting a pencil between your teeth. And the research has also shown that people doing that for 30 seconds every day actually are happier for the rest of the day. If you're happier, you're going to be up the scale rather than down the scale. I can't tell you enough the benefits and the power of just learning to smile a bit more, and I'll touch on that in a second. But being happy is just a state of mind. And as it's a state of mind, you can decide to be happy or not. If you think about it, you probably have 16 hours a day where you are awake, in theory. And so you get 8 hours sleep and 16 hours to go and fulfill your dreams. Now, think about your life. Of those 16 hours, how many times... Do you think you are in control of the way you feel about things? For most people, you might be lucky if you've got one or two hours in that 16 hours where you consciously decide to enjoy life, notice what's going on, and be happy. That means if you're about 30 and you live to, say, 80, you've got, what, 50 years left? So of those 50 years, roughly only six will be where you choose to be happy and enjoy yourself and notice what's going on. Now, if I said you had six years to live, and hopefully you haven't, but if I did, I'd imagine you'd actually give it a go. If you can, think back over your life or the last, I don't know, 10 or 20 years and try and think of an average score you would give yourself for how you feel. So 10 out of 10, feeling fantastic, and 0 out of 10, feeling absolutely awful. And give yourself an average score. Now, most people would say 6.5, maybe 7. Now, the question to you is, is if you can move that average going forward for the next 20 years to plus 1 or plus 2, so if you're a 6 out of 10 and we moved it to 7 out of 10 or 8 out of 10, what would be the difference to your life? Now, I know from experience of working with some people that just a small change in that scale is a transformational change to their life. And the only problem is that most people are just habitual machines. Uh, we just do things day in, day out without thinking about doing something slightly different. And sometimes you just need to wake up. And begin to take control of the way you think or feel rather than have the day happen to you. Think about these situations. Who would you rather spend time with? Someone who's 6 out of 10 or someone who's 8 out of 10? Who would you rather promote? Someone who's 6 
or someone who's eight. If you've got kids yourself, of your kids' friends, which ones do you like? The ones who are six or the ones who are eight? Now, I wouldn't dream of insulting your intelligence by saying, do you get it? But, do you get it? Taking control of that dial on how you feel or think about things on the scale of 0 to 10 will transform your life. Now, if you're slightly uncomfortable mooing like a cow, um, although I would say if you're on the tube in the London Underground, it's a fabulous way to get in the seat, then can I suggest you look at the following. Just start at the beginning. Look at how you start your day. We are creatures of habit and we run the same patterns every single day. Most people's feelings or the way they think about things are linked directly to the environment. So look at your journey for the first hour or two of your day. Because whatever you're doing or reading or listening to will be a direct reflection of how you score on the scale of 0 to 10. Hey, when was the last time you read a newspaper where you put it down and went, by golly, I'm feeling motivated? I don't know about you, but when I read them, I, which I don't very often these days, I tend to think, my God, the world's doomed. So just start the day differently. Do something that gives you energy. Read something new, learn something, listen to some loud music, or move like a cow, or if in doubt, go and do some exercise. And if during the day you suddenly start feeling a bit flat, it's just a signal you're getting attacked from your environment. So go and do something which will activate the environment. Go and get some fresh air, go for a walk, bark like a dog, run around naked, whatever it takes, take control of your score on the 0 to 10 scale. So there we are, a completely shameless plug of my recent happiness app. An extract of three audios. Um, I feel okay about the shameless plug. Um, I think my karma stock is pretty high. I do an awful lot of uh, training and consultancy for free, including the 20-odd podcasts we have on iTunes. So I think for the third time on this audio, until next time, take care. See you. Bye.